holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. The custom of bumping glasses with the cheers came from Old Rome. When in Rome, cheers! A pork crown roast with cranberry stuffing deserves a ripe, fruit-forward Cabernet from Paso Robles. Let me help you find the perfect bottle. Looking for the right wine for a meaningful gift? Consider me your wine concierge. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ren Pod, the Renaissance Fair podcast. I'm here with Braulio. Say what's up to the people, Braulio. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Yeah, and today we're uh, we're continuing our MCU breakdowns. We're talking Iron Man 2. We're going to do something a little different with Iron Man 2 because we've talked Iron Man in the past. Uh, but we're also talking your favorite news, movies, television, video games, sometimes comic books, all that stuff. Uh so with the news on that stuff, um, Game of Thrones just dropped, right? Yes, sir. Last Sunday. Yeah, or last yesterday. Sunday. Oh. Like hey, uh, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Sometime this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I didn't catch it on Sunday night because all my friends we were uh, we were out like doing something else, so I didn't look at social media until Monday, like I where I was able to catch up. <laughs> Dude, that episode! Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. I, I, I can't believe there's people that are complaining about that episode, man. That episode was exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if you haven't seen the episode, don't worry. Uh, we're not going to spoil anything too heavy. Um, we'll we'll get around to doing some like Game of Thrones-specific episodes where we will spoil everything, but we'll keep it generally oh, yes. non-spoilery for the purposes here. So don't don't worry about it. <laughs> The only spoiler that I could say is that the show starts and it ends. That's the only thing I could say. Exactly. Massive spoilers right there. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just general feelings. Was it? I know you said uh, it was exactly what it needed to be. So you weren't underwhelmed? You felt like you felt strong about it? You feel good about this season coming up? Dude, I feel better than season seven. Because season seven, you know, it was kind of rushed and everything. But this episode, it... it made me feel like I was watching Game of Thrones of old, man. Like, the first season... I feel like I was watching season three, which to me was the best season. Yeah, yeah. I definitely see what they were going for, because this, this episode definitely reminded me of season one a little bit. Like, that first kind of feel that we get of Game of Thrones. Like, it's very reminiscent of it. Yeah, man. And not to go into spoilers, but the, the opening sequence, it was so reminiscent of the first episode. Exactly. Like it feels like they're they're wrapping it up in the same way that they opened it, which is like really nice from a writing standpoint. It really is. They, I gotta give um D and D credit for that, man. That 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 well, everybody a part of that team, they did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, they are they are doing an amazing job over there. Um, I know a lot of people are like mad because it's like straying from the books. I get that. I never read the book, so I don't have that same feeling. Uh, but I, I understand because I felt the same way with the Hobbit movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, you know. <laughs> well, as a book reader, I could tell you that um, I kind of like the changes, especially since the way that the books are going, man. I feel like we're never going to reach the, the actual end of uh, Song of Ice and Fire because this guy is just, he's not writing the book, man. And we, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, George R. R. Martin's out here, you know, doing Conan and stuff now, you know? Like, he ain't writing no more. But come on, man. We're waiting for that book. I feel like 
at best with the book, people are just gonna get the uh, the Game of Thrones adaptation, like the Star Wars movies. How you get a book for it? Yeah, I yeah, feel like at I this point he's just gonna do that. Yeah, but he needs to finish it, man. Like uh, even like you said, just do like like a mini book or something. Cause the the other book that he released, um, what was it called? Like a mini book. Mm. That one was good. A no, one of his um novels. Nah, yeah, because I I always wanted to I wanted to get into the books after this show was finished because I didn't want to like spoil anything for myself or like you know add that extra element of like ooh I I know things about this that I don't know anymore you know so like avoided it hardcore I was like ooh I'm not gonna read this yet <laughs> you know what that's funny coming from an MCU fan yeah yeah because I, I mean <laughs> I feel that way about Marvel a lot of times because whenever they announce something new I'm like oh I know all the things about this. And nothing really surprises me as much, you know, which is why, like, this is kind of the perfect segue into what we were going to talk about anyway, um, which is why when this, like, endgame leak happened uh, early uh, this week, like, I avoided, I avoided, like, the plague. And this is my saying now, do not tweet me <laughs> this leak. Don't oh, do it. <laughs> Dude, I, like, I was telling you when we were offline. I, the first thing I did this morning, you know, usual morning routine. You do what you got to do in the bathroom. You come out, open Instagram. The yeah. first thing I see on Instagram, that freaking picture, a still image from Endgame. A yeah. crucial scene that is killing me, the fact that I know that scene. I'm. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not that cold-hearted, but just know that inside, I'm dying. I'm dying inside right now. Is it, that's why I was like, oh, no, I'm not looking at anything. I've been, like, sparing how much of, like, Twitter and Instagram I'm looking at. Like, And you, you've gone to the point of, like, deleting Instagram until the movie comes out. Yes. So this is a little pro tip. If you do not want to be spoiled or on anything Endgame, I suggest that if your page is, for one thing, public, make it private, delete the app. Just don't just do it. Don't don't be tempted to to open anything because any person, especially meme pages, they're just gonna be posting about them, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's posting all the all the memes about Endgame and everything. It is it's a nightmare out there on uh, on the internet. So that's that's a solid pro tip. Um, I I would definitely say that as well. And um, I guess avoid avoid searching anything with it. <laughs> Just, yes. like, don't search Avengers Endgame until that movie drops. Like, don't let your parents do it, because somehow they'll end up texting you, like, a picture of it or something, you know? Uh, that's why, before I deleted my, my Instagram page today, man, I don't know if you saw the last picture that I uploaded, which was, uh, uh, like, a still image of the Avengers with the caption, if you've seen the leaked image, be, I believe this is something about be kind, and don't tweet, don't text me anything about it. Exactly, yeah. And I, I'm fortunate enough to, like, where most of my friends, uh, they don't pay attention to meme pages, so they can't text me anything. Uh, but but anybody listening to this right now, if you tweet me or send me anything on Instagram, we will have words. <laughs> yeah. Don't and do it. Just, and to my coworker that I know that, that listens to this podcast, I know you're listening, don't try to show me a meme again, because... Uh, oh my god, my coworker tried to show me a meme today, man, from Endgame. I, I almost quit. I, I mean, I get the, like, listen, tweet me the, the Ant-Man 
uh, blowing up Thanos meme all day. That's funny. That's hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> but just yeah. don't don't leak anything to me. Um, but yeah, are there any other um, are there any other pro tips on how to avoid Endgame uh, or spoilers in general for movies uh, that you can think of? Uh, nothing that comes to mind. But what does come to mind, and it's a little bit off topic, on topic, is the leaks kind of showed me a good side of Reddit, man. Like, the the Reddit community is standing very strong with the whole, you know, removing the leaks, uh, reporting the anybody that's posting anything, uh, marking everything as spoilers. And, you know, I feel like it's the, the, the community that Avengers is creating is insane, man. Yeah, it's, it's insanely uh, great, I'd say, because, you know, like Reddit used to be a, an interesting place, to say the least. Where, yes. like, spoilers could happen at any second. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm so happy to, to see, you know, people being like, let's, let's like, calm it down. Let's make sure that people enjoy this movie. Because it, it has the possibility to be the biggest movie of the decade, you know? <laughs> Dude, I think it's going to beat um, Titanic and it's going to beat Avatar. Yeah, like, it has it, definitely the, if not the most, like, monetarily... Uh, significant, definitely the most like culturally significant movie of this decade. <laughs> you know, so this, you don't want it to be ruined. <laughs> yeah, man. And at this point, this movie, to be honest with you, it doesn't feel like a, just a simple movie, man. It feels like an event, an event that's gonna take place, and everybody's standing behind it. Exactly. You know, you don't you don't want that feeling because we all remember, like, you know, for people in the '70s, it was Star Wars. You know, everyone's standing outside of the Chinese theater and like waiting for the movie to come out and everything. You know, we don't we don't want that to be ruined for us and for like our kids and, and you know and our nieces and nephews and stuff. You know, exactly. Yeah. And it's like you said, man, is is the it's crazy because I never I don't remember any other movie that's been that casual fans, people that are not even into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that they're just like hearing all these great things about the movie. They're seeing all these like teasers, all these um, posts, everybody talking about it, and it's making you know, people that haven't been following the the movies, there is making them want to see that as their first MCU movie, and it's you know, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an event. Yeah, and it's making theaters a boatload of cash with like the the marathons of like every movie and stuff. Oh man, <laughs> I almost paid a hundred dollars to go watch them all, and then I remembered I own them. <laughs> I was actually gonna message you the other day, like to see if you wanted to go to the to the AMC to watch all of them, man, because it's sixty sixty nine hours meals uh, you just gotta go comfy and you good to go man is it, i might i might go do it before uh before the movie drops i might go do it you know because it's 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 so like massive the 69 hours oh gosh <laughs> listen man when the disney plus service which um when we get to the new section let's talk a little bit more about that but i'm gonna be using that for the mcu to watch rewatch everything yeah definitely speaking of disney plus um, so, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Marvel, all that stuff is going to be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, they released some, some Star Wars stuff recently. Um, and that new Star Wars trailer dropped. Have you seen it yet? I did, man. And I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but oh my god, I want to watch it now. Is that, it makes you really excited for this movie. And, uh, and like that title, Rise of the Skywalker? What? <laughs> Dude, I don't know who at Disney or uh, which like studio is coming up with these like crazy names, but 
Good job to them. Yeah, because I mean, I know they've you know they've always been kind of doing that stuff. Uh, episode six was Return of the Jedi. Episode three was Revenge of the Sith, and now we got Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, man, these names, man, this is just insane. Yeah, like, and so I wanted to uh, to ask you, especially since you're not a big Star Wars guy, who do you think they're referring to with that title? I don't know, man. It could be. But let me ask you a question before I give you my answer. Do you think it's going to be somebody that we already known, or do you think it's going to be a new character? I hope it's someone that we already know, because I cannot deal with a new character anymore. <laughs> what if they try to redeem Solo? I'm fine with that. <laughs> so, well, the person that I think it is, and I, it's funny, because I actually was talking to um, my coworker that I alluded to earlier, and... We both came to the consensus that it could be, you're going to laugh, but it could be Chewbacca, man. Chewbacca? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's been around for a while. He's been rolling with them for, uh, for, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, man, but the, if you, I don't know if you've been seeing like the, like the, you know, the, the news, but he's, he as a merch seller, he's making a comeback. Like he's making a lot of money for for the that side of the the Disney, that is true. Everybody loves Chewbacca, and uh, and definitely with that hit of like the the meme Chewbacca mom thing, and and you know plushies and stuff like that. He is the most uh, adorable character from Star Wars. Yeah. So see, I told you my answer was weird. Well, how about you, man? Give me a a, a legitimate answer. Uh, when I when I saw the trailer, um, I know they want us to all think it's Ray or whatever, because J.J. Abrams is like, ooh, is she a Skywalker? Um, I genuinely think that it is, uh, Kylo Ren, like, because he wants nothing more than to be like Darth Vader, he wants nothing more than to be kind of this Skywalker person, and, uh, maybe he'll shirk the name Solo and become a Skywalker. That's a, that's a good answer. You know, or maybe, uh, Luke comes back. Either one I'm fine with. <laughs> so, let me ask you a question as a casual fan at best. Do you recommend watching the the old school movies or just picking up with the the new? I guess you could call it reboots, reboot of the series. Um, I uh, I would definitely uh, recommend kicking it off with like four, five, six, and then rolling into seven, eight, nine. Um, one, two, three are kind of irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> but if you enjoy like goofy humor and stuff like that, you can just gun them all. Uh, but like I definitely I love the originals. They're great. Yeah, I was thinking about doing like a marathon about them, uh, about the movies before the the new one comes out. They do lend well to like marathoning. They lend really well. Yeah, and that's a good thing about like universes and stuff, man. Like when there's more than one film and they're all intertwined and connected, that's it makes you want to like just watch them all at once, even if you'd like die of not moving. Exactly. You're like, ah, I'll just, I'll just watch all of these. It's like, uh, every year, um, my mom and I get together to watch all of the Lord of the Rings, including like the the extended edition. So it's just twelve hours of us just sitting there watching these movies. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Very wholesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. My mom uh, is the only fantasy movie that my mom can tolerate, and now she's kind of into Game of Thrones. Uh, so <laughs> Just weird. Oh, I hope, I hope she's not into um, thinking that Ned is gonna win. Oh, oh man. Oh, 
She is a uh, she's she's Team Jon Snow, which is weird. Does she know who he is? She she's caught up pretty hard. She's at like season six, uh, or I oh, think okay, she's okay. just starting season seven now. Oh, okay, I thought she was like early into the season the show. No, no, she's a uh, she she burned through a lot of it. <laughs> Listen, man, me and my wife one time we saw like two seasons on like a. Like back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. Just taking breaks to eat. Exactly. My uh, my family's pretty into it. I burned through all six seasons when I was first getting into it with my granddad. What was your first episode? Uh, my first episode was episode one. <laughs> oh, so you started fresh. Yeah, we started fresh. I had never seen it. Like everyone was telling me about it, and like someone had said something. This was like season six, so like the whole Jon Snow stuff had been going on uh, at the Night's Watch, and someone like spoiled that for me and then yeah. i completely blanked it so i forgot by the time i got to season six <laughs> my first episode was when rob was um crowned king of the north spoilers mm. yeah like oh yeah that that was because i've been hearing about all that type of stuff like on twitter and everything like everyone kept tweeting about it and talking about it and being like oh man red wedding oh man this and this and i was like i don't know what any of this is <laughs> And then one of my friends was like, dude, you just gotta, you gotta watch it. You just have to do it. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll watch it. <laughs> and I just started fresh. <laughs> oh, it's so worth it, man. Like, even after I got into, like, the, the the show, that's when I actually read the books. Like, I did it backwards. I, from the show to the books. Is that, I'm gonna end up doing the same thing. Like, once the show is over, then I'll go back and, like, read the books and be like, oh, what's the extra lore and all that type of stuff. Oh, you're gonna love forgetting about all the other characters, man. Like the, the one book that I would highly, highly recommend when you start reading the the Game of Thrones books is the uh, the Tales of Dunkin' Egg. Ooh, yeah, that sounds gonna, that sounds nice. You're gonna love it, man. It's it's one of my favorites, out of all the novels, side novels. Nice. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely check that out because I do like I love like that that extra lore stuff that gets added in when you have like side novels and stuff. This is pretty great. Yeah, it expands the, the the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, so okay, so before we get into talking Iron Man two, do you have any other news from the week uh, with weird media stuff that you want to share? Well, the one thing that we briefly touched on was the Disney Plus service. Yeah, right. I completely blanked on that. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, man! I'm so excited for that. Yeah, cause they all everybody's getting shows apparently. <laughs> Dude, Hawk, Hawkeye is getting a show. Um, who else? Uh, Falcon and Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. I'm so excited about that show. Oh my gosh. When they first floated the idea for that, I was so on board immediately. <laughs> Dude, when in the in the Civil War movie, when they're being um, when then the when all the interactions that they had, like when they're in the small car, that he's like, "Can you move your seat forward?" And, he, and Falcon just replies with, "No." Exactly. And then, <laughs> then when they're in the airport, that um, uh, when they're fighting Spider-Man, though their banter back and forth. Oh my God, man! They they have such good chemistry. Is it, they're amazing. Uh, and like I'm so excited for it to be like a Thor Ragnarok or like a buddy cop, a uh, lethal weapon or something show. Because even in the comics, the two of them together are insane. <laughs> Dude, you just hit the the nail on the head, man. A buddy cop show for them too, like a lethal weapon kind of thing, or more of a well, in this case, more it would be a little more like a rush hour kind of thing. 
Yeah. <sighs> oh, oh man, I'm so great. excited for the show. Is that Hawkeye, uh, Scarlet Witch, and Vision? Like, oh. Yeah, and the, but they're also doing a show for just Scarlet Witch. Like the one for with Vision is called Wanda Vision. Which is weird. That sounds like a uh, Technovision from the eighties. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of I'm kind of interested in that. Like, how are the, like two shows for? Because essentially, Scarlet Witch is getting two shows. Yeah, because I, I mean, she she lends a lot um, that can be done, especially with them getting Fox now. Because she, you know, they can use her as that bridge to uh, the X Men. They can do House of M. They can do so many things with her, and I'm so excited about that. Hold on, Morgan. Are you reading my mind right now? Is that what it is? Oh no! I, were you thinking <laughs> that? <laughs> Dude, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Like, Scarlet Witch is the perfect bridge to bring in the mutants, man. Yeah, I'm so excited. Especially, and, like, Young Avengers, too, because uh, her and Vision end up having the twins, the the two tiny Maximoff twins and everything. There's yeah. so many things you could do with her. And one thing that I was reading that's not an official, like, I haven't read it in many places, but a lot of people are thinking that, um, that the way that they're going to introduce the X-Men and the Fantastic Four is not via movies, but via these shows. Yeah, that would, that would definitely be a, a smarter way to go about it um, because it adds a bit of separation from the, the films that already exist. Yeah, and you, that way you could just jump in with the backstory right away. Like, and Then when you lead into the movies, you don't have to worry about like, oh, let's do a, a full back, not background check, a full like um, backstory on Wolverine, well, origin story because we already would have seen it in the Disney Plus series. Exactly, and you know, as a business standpoint, it drives people to your service. It gets them watching. Like it, you know, it's a it's a smarter move from Disney uh, than kind of just chucking them in, and it differentiates your series from you know X Men Apocalypse or Fan Four Stick. <laughs> yeah, dude, and do you have to give credit to Bob Iger, man? He's ever since he became the the CEO of Disney, he has made some of the smartest choices for that company. Yeah, yeah, with, you know, in humans withstanding. That's, ooh, that was rough. Yeah, yeah, and um, and the services, Disney Plus is going to cost six ninety nine, Which is great. That's like Netflix 2008. Dude, that's a freaking steal for all you're getting, because you're getting not only Marvel, you're getting Pixar, you're getting Lucasfilm, you're getting um, Nat Geo. Yeah. And you're getting all the Disney Disney stuff, like you're getting all everything that has been on the Disney show, um, Disney channels. I'm I am so pumped for this. Exactly, and it you know it, it makes sense for them to be able to use it at that price because it's like DC Universe. You know, you own everything. You don't got to pay licensing fees. Like it's like you know charging somebody to read a book you already own on your bookshelf. You know, so they yeah. can afford to kind of make it cheap. <laughs> yeah, man, and this oh oh. I can't wait for this show. I mean, oh. for this uh, thing to launch. Oh, yeah. It makes me so excited. <laughs> yeah, because I'm even considering canceling uh, my Crunchyroll, which was a service that I use for anime, and just switching that over to Disney+. Plus. Because, come on, man. Oh, you can't eat Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is... That was, like, my main thing of, like, I'm going to use this for Marvel and then the Mandalorian and Star Wars stuff. I'll never watch Snow White again. But now I'm like, maybe I will. If it's there, maybe I'll watch it. <laughs> Yeah, and and um, like what if they the when they start bridging like the, cause you know that Netflix not Netflix uh Disney owns sixty percent of Hulu, when they start like uh you know creating bundles for you to have that, 
plus Disney Plus plus the ESPN. Yeah, yeah, they own ESPN, ABC, like all this type of stuff. They own like everything. Disney owns half the world, and Apple owns the other half. Exactly, and now Apple's trying to buy Sony. So you know. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Yeah, Apple's trying to buy Sony. <laughs> uh, are they getting Spider-Man with that? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> they might. Oh no, 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 no! I cannot see. Uh, spot. No, no. Okay. I, that you just shocked my whole world, man. Yeah, it's it's a bad move out here. <laughs> but these mergers, man, I think ever since the the AT and T purchase of Time Warner was approved, now everybody is um just saying, okay, this was approved, let's buy the world right now. Exactly, you know, and of course, like uh, if you want to know more about that Hulu stuff, you can check out um the video I did on the on it and the Netflix uh, Marvel shows being canceled. Where I go in depth about uh about Hulu being purchased by Disney, um, <laughs> they're apparently yeah, putting like all their animated stuff on there now. Yeah, and um, they're gonna from what Bob Iger was saying during the investor call, he was saying that he's outright trying to buy the remaining assets of Hulu from the other um, shareholders, which is AT and T ten percent, and I believe is Comcast at uh, the remaining thirty percent. Yeah. Which, oh man, that would be so bad. House Mouse would own everything. But I mean, if it means we do get a Howard the Duck TV show, which we are, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'll be interesting to, interested to check it out. Yeah, like, this just means I'm buying Disney stock tomorrow. That's all this means. <laughs> oh man, Disney stock is gonna go through the roof. Exactly, like, oh, oh man, I'm so excited about that. Um, so yeah, Disney, um, sponsor the podcast, uh, Crunchyroll <laughs> also sponsor the podcast, um, and he won't cancel the subscription. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before we get into Iron Man 2, um, if you, if you're hanging out with us and you're enjoying this, um, hit that subscribe on the iTunes or on the YouTubes or anywhere where you get your podcast, uh, from, um, follow us. On the uh, Instagrams, Bralios is at Bralios Lobo Show, I believe. Yes. Yeah, mine is uh, at Morganell underscore Brooks, um, or on the Twitter at Morganell Brooks. Um, Bralio, do you have a Twitter? Hmm? I do. It's the same username. Just note that whatever you guys tweet me between now and Endgame, I will not see, because I deleted both my Twitter and Instagram. Exactly. Uh, I'll. <laughs> I won't look at pictures. <laughs> I'll read the first sentence. If it says anything about Avengers, I'm immediately not looking at it. Uh, you can check out, um, well, you can check out uh, the show's Twitter at Renpod Network. You can send us in topics uh, at renpodnetwork at gmail.com. Um, and look at our YouTube channels, uh, Morgan Brooks, Bradley's Lobo Show. Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, so without further ado, let's jump into... Iron Man 2. Uh, Bradley, hit me with that movie breakdown. What was the story about? <laughs> so this movie starts with Tony Stark. Uh, you know, he's already been established as Iron Man. He's doing a press conference in which he him he is going as Iron Man, hosting this party, you know, being Tony Stark. Uh, he goes backstage. We can see that he has some um, poisoning from the arc, mini arc reactor that he has in his chest is poisoning his blood, so he moves forward to try to find a cure by drinking some green liquid. Nick Fury has a more prevalent role in this movie. 
he try he gives them some uh, temporary cure. We are introduced to Black Widow, and we're introduced to uh, the new Rhodey, who ends up becoming War Machine, and has been uh, when Rhodey's been played by Don Cheadle. Yeah, the movie carries with another uh, with the bad guy in this movie being Ivan Bonko, which is the son of I forgot his name. Uh, he but a gentleman that used to work with Howard Stark, Tony Stark's father. Uh, the he becomes a bad guy Whiplash by creating technology similar to Iron Man's. They have a duel. They have a fight. The movie were introduced also to a young, a young Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best retcons ever. Exactly. And... I literally have that written down in the show notes. <laughs> Peter Parker <laughs> retconned in. <laughs> uh, the movie ends with uh, what is going to be something of a Marvel trope, which is a battle of same versus same. When uh, Iron Man and War Machine end up beating Whiplash in a full-on Iron Man suit. And about a million other Iron Men. <laughs> yes. You might call them the first drafts for the Ultron Legion. Yeah, like, oh, it does look like the Ultron Legion, doesn't it? Wow, I didn't think yeah. of it before just now. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see, see? Yeah, uh, so Iron Man 2, how how do we think it affects the MCU in, uh, in general terms? Uh, I think this is one of the, the least impactful movies in terms of, like, uh, like we're moving, you know, the the introduction to some characters that are gonna become big players, uh, aka Black Widow, Spider Man, and War Machine. Uh, the where you get no references to uh to the Infinity Stones, yeah. Which at that point we still didn't know much about. Um, and overall is just the bad guy is a generic bad guy that dies after the movie, and to me it feels like the movie that has the least uh overall. You know repercussions. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of impact besides kind of I guess still spreading that like superheroes are are around. Um, they're causing havoc, which I you know which kind of leads to Avengers, um, in a way, and even Ultron further down the line with people getting a hold of Tony's technology. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I think it just affects the Iron Man trilogy, for the most part. Yeah, it's just a uh, it's essentially just you know old school. Or not old school, but early two thousands sort of superhero movies, which is just it's very you know self um, sandboxed or in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah, which I think uh, I think works well for Marvel um, in a way of like they do have these kind of self contained movies um, where nothing really doesn't matter to the outside universe. It's just things that happen to the hero themselves, kind of like a Spider Man Homecoming, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, because these movies, that's what makes the MCU so great, man. Like, even if you're not a big fan of, let's say, like, The Guardians, you don't need to be familiar with those shows or those movies in order to, you know, enjoy the ones that you do enjoy. Like, if you're a fan of um, Thor and you just want to follow Thor and watch his movies, you could still enjoy, you know, Marvel. Yeah, which I think uh, somebody uploaded, like, a really funny uh, YouTube video about, like, who hasn't been to space in the Avengers. And <laughs> it's, like, a yeah. very low number now. You know, because everybody's yeah. had their own adventures off doing whatever, um, and that kind of makes it great, because DC doesn't do that as often, where, like, every single movie has something to do with the wider universe, and you never really get that feeling of, like, this is just this person's adventure. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things that makes the 
the DC the DCU very inferior to compared to Marvel. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I do have in here Peter Parker retconned in, um, because I wanted to talk about uh the various retcons that the MCU does. Ah, uh, bring it on, man! Bring it on. Because there's some plot holes in the in this thing that we all love so much. Um, but this one I think is one of the better retcons that they've done because it, it holds up okay. It does, man. And because the thing is, I think the whole, the the whole thing started as a fan theory, right? Yeah, yeah. It started as a fan theory, and then Kevin Feige was like, "Yep." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, we, you know, it, it makes sense. Let's do it." Yeah. That was Peter Parker. Is it because it does kind of line up a little bit? Because this was what two thousand and ten, or so. Uh, two thousand and nine. Because I think Iron Man two takes place uh, chronologically about a year after Iron Man. Yeah. So two thousand and nine, Peter Parker's fifteen and Homecoming, right? Yeah, around that age. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Homecoming came out in like two thousand sixteen. Two thousand? No, it was two thousand seventeen, right? <laughs> That's the thing with um with homecoming it kind of like messed up the the mcu timeline especially since they had that you know eight years yeah yeah because it happens like right after civil war which happens in 2016 Uh, (laughs) so it's technically a year earlier than it came out because i guess it it does kind of make sense a little bit because 2009 to 2016 is about like that's like what uh that's seven years yeah. So that kid was, he would have been, what, like, six? Okay, yeah, now that age is starting to get a little funky there. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but overall, like, if, you know, taking logic out of it, it's pretty, it's a pretty good, you know, retcon that was put in. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's one of the better ones that they've done. Um, And it makes sense when you uh bring it into, like, why he loves Iron Man so much, why he's willing to fight with him. Um, and all those types of things, and even bringing it to like Infinity War and stuff like that, it it makes it adds a lot to his story, and a lot to his arc and to Tony arc and Tony's arc as well. Yeah, I just wish that they will actually kind of reference it, you know, during the movie. Yeah, just say it. Just that way, it kind of clears that up for people who don't know as much or who are sitting in the theater and they're like, "What's going on? What?" <laughs> yeah, like just because uh, I don't know if you saw the the latest TV TV um short that they did for the for Endgame. But uh, you know, they kind of showed like the old old school movies, and they even show that part where a young Peter Parker is standing there. Yeah. They don't. There's not no confirmation, verbal confirmation, but come on, just just one throwaway line of exactly. Peter saying like, you know, I've been looking up to you since, you know, since I, since you saved my life from the robot or something. Yeah, since uh, since that day the robots fell from heaven or whatever, you know. <laughs> Yeah, just one simple throwaway line, and it'll be it'll be something that will kind of tie in the universe more, you know. Yeah. Um. Speaking of robots falling from the sky, uh, War Machine, uh, gets changed actors to Don Cheadle, who you like less than Terrence Howard. I like more than Terrence Howard. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Still, Tony's still the worst friend imaginable, cause your your best friend had to steal a suit. Just to get some, like, just get some powers, man. Come on. <laughs> they, see, this is my problem with this movie. The The fact that he steals a suit and he knows how to pilot it. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah, because it wasn't the first Iron Man movie Tony, like, the major, the major part of the movie was Tony learning how to, you know, how to 
use the booster rockets, how to fly. And then you're telling me that um, that Rhodey is already an expert? Nah, man. Exactly. I get that they were like, yeah, but he's been like flying planes and stuff. That's real different from like being in a suit, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> you got to learn balance real fast. Like you got to learn a lot of things that comes with uh with hovering. Because even like with those uh those dolphin hydro jet things, you see people eating dirt like <laughs> the second they hit water with those things, you know? Yeah, man. Like, no, that's insane. Uh, so the character of War Machine, um, I know a lot of people like him more than Iron Man. Uh, how do you fall on that fence of, uh, of your scale? <laughs> I like the, 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 the bulkiness of War Machine. Like, the fact that he looks so, like, intimidating. Yeah, but he's, as he's far like a as tank. He, <laughs> yeah, he's literally a War Machine. But as far as I liking him more than Iron Man, that's no, not I don't fall into that camp at all. How about you? Um, I I also don't fall into that camp. I I liked uh '90s television show War Machine more than I liked uh '90s television show Iron Man, um from like the animated series. Yeah. Because which a lot of people forget. I'm like, come on, guys, it existed. It it was a thing. Uh, <laughs> because in that show, he was a lot better. He looked a lot cooler, I should say, uh, than Iron Man did in that show, even though they didn't give him anything to do. <laughs> yeah, and see, it goes to the to the that right there speaks volumes to the the popularity of the MCU. There was a animated show about Iron Man, and it didn't get much traction. Yeah, yeah, and like, but you know, Spider Man took off. Uh, Hulk was a was a thing for a bit, and that was kind of popular. But Iron Man just it never it didn't happen. <laughs> I wonder why, because Iron Man is such a cool character, man. It's this rich guy that builds a suit. Come yeah. on. I mean, he, he was so cool, but that was also, like, Gargoyles was kind of out around that time. And uh, what's-his-name from Gargoyles is pretty much just Tony Stark. Dude, you just brought the deepest deep cut ever. Gargoyles, man? <laughs> it's a great oh show. <laughs> oh, I know. I used to be a fan of that show. Yeah. <laughs> that theme song is watch that fire. <laughs> Dude, I used to watch that show in the Dominican Republic. It's so in good. Spanish, man. Oh. Las, Las Gargolas. It's so good. And uh, what's his name? What is it? Zab Zabras or whatever? <laughs> oh, man. That's Thundercats, Gargoyles. That's, those shows used to be life. Is that, they're so good. Voltron. Oh. Mm. Um, Voltron. Wait. Is that the one with the tigers or the cars? Uh, tigers. What's the one with the cars? Um, that was either wait the ones where the cars turned into a robot or like yeah it was like a uh, hundred little cars and it had a hundred different pilots and they all I'm 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 bringing too much of an old school one aren't I? It's either uh <laughs> it's either was it wait what okay if it's a hundred different cars it's either like a auto mechs or whatever um or something like that with like one of those offshoots of transformers that happened <laughs> in the nineties. Or it's that weird uh, Power Rangers that happened. <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. man, that, that's how I saw that around the time. Wasn't that around the time that um, big big uh big bad Beetleborgs or something was out too? Yes, big bad Beetleborgs. Oh man, that was great. And uh, Street Sharks. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oof. Oh, it's such Did you good ever television. see this? <laughs> Do you remember this old uh, this old school show, uh, Mac Masters? Yes. It used to be about the. These fighters and 
Uh, they, then I forgot what the show was about exactly, but I know it was about fighting. There was this cool dude that he was like the the Ryu of that show. Yeah, there's such good stuff. Oh man, the nineties were great. The late eighties, early nineties were awesome. <laughs> <sighs> they need to bring these shows to Netflix, man. Then they'll definitely keep me. Yeah, I think they're bringing back uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> oh, that show was so good too. It was so good. Oh, I love that. That, uh, Shaolin Adventures, uh, even American Shaolin Dragon, Showdown. Jake Long. Yeah, Shaolin Showdown. <laughs> Samurai Jack, man, for all this creepiness, that shit was a good show, too. Yeah, Samurai Jack. Um, Cow and Chicken, Fever Dream, I'm like, oof. <laughs> cat Dog? Yes, Cat Dog. I, I still want to see their parents. We, I think her, I think the parent is the the mom from Dexter's lab. Dexter, Dexter's lab. No, no, not Dexter's lab. Um, cow chicken. Oh, yeah, she's having animal kids all over the place. <laughs> yeah, man, and there's a crazy fan theory about that. That is the same parent, and this happens, and she's the same person from the Power of Girls. Oh. Oh yeah. wow. You mean like uh the mayor's uh assistant? assistant. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That after she finished working with the Pop-Up Girls, that's where she went, to the farm, and she had a bunch of farm animals. That, that she that raised is, as kids. Wow, that is actually a really good fan theory. Now i got to go back and watch the Powerpuff Girls. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I went back and watched it for a minute when, uh, when the gorillas had uh, Ace from the Gangrene Gang join. <laughs> oh, man, yes. I was so on board with that, and I was like, I'm going to go back and watch this show. <laughs> You know what's a show that really holds up the the test of time? Um, well, two shows: Car Captors, the original one, Ooh. and Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah, those do. Those do really hold up. Yeah, man, and those 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 old school animes, man, they're the best. Yeah, they are great. I've been working my way through JoJo's again. <laughs> I'm trying to find like a, a good old school anime. I was trying to like. Like trying to watch either Digimon Try or um, this new show on Crunchyroll is called uh, Protectors of the Shield or the Guardians of the Shield, something with a shield. Oh, I might, I might check that out. I've been definitely, I love the original Digimon. That was my jam. I was more of a fan of Digimon than I was Pokemon, <laughs> as far as TV shows oh. went. Who was your favorite Digimon? Uh, Greymon, of course. You know, T Rex. <laughs> Dude. Garuru man, man. He was yeah. the best. Yeah, he's pretty lit. Like, I just, I liked Greymon because I was like, hey, he's small enough where I could, like, put him in a backpack or something and take him to school, you know? Yeah. You know, be like, bullies bother you? Giant dinosaur. What's up now? <laughs> I remember the, from the Digimon series, though, when they started going, you know, introducing more, I was a big fan of Beomon. Yeah. Or Beemon. Yeah, that was great. No one under the age of about 28 will know this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, but, like, go back and watch some Digimon if you haven't. It's great. Uh, yeah. and, you will and, not regret it. And the entire lineup of, like, those old 90s Disney shows. Because someone, I mentioned to somebody, uh, Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, like, earlier this week, and they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> Dude, what they need to do is watch old school Toonami. Yeah. Yeah. I keep mentioning shows from like old school Toonami, like the ones where the guys are driving around the cars that turn to robots and stuff. And no one remembers what I'm talking about. I'm like, no, I swear 
it existed. It happened. <laughs> you know what's the saddest thing that I heard? I asked somebody, I was talking to somebody a while back, and we were talking about, like, you know, old school stuff. And then I happened to mention um, Speed Racer. Yes. And they had no idea what I was talking about. Oh. I felt so old and so disrespected. Is it, that show is great. I, I even like the movie. I know it's not good, but I like it. <laughs> Dude, that movie's so bad that it is good. It's one it's, of those. It looks so great, and the soundtrack is actually really good. It's just the story is garbage. <laughs> and they try to, like, do the, the you know, the fast, the ha ha you gotta ha I love that so much. <laughs> I miss that, man. I do that sometimes just in real life. <laughs> I must have started implementing that into work meetings. Exactly. Ha-ha, ha We gotta talk about the budget. Ha-ha. Exactly. Uh, speaking of the budget, this movie had a good enough budget to do one of my favorite scenes of any MCU movie ever, that Monica race scene. The, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's when we are first introduced to Whiplash, too. Yes, and we get, like, the... And it's kind of the first time we see Tony with, like, all these different weird armors where he, like, has the briefcase armor that he just slaps on. And it's like, oof, nice. <laughs> see, that armor, to me, is more believable than the um, than the Bleeding Edge armor. Yeah, very much. Like, I get nanites, they're small, and they could definitely fit inside of a, inside of a, that larger arc reactor he has, which is just a t-shirt now, I guess. I don't know, it's a hoodie. <laughs> but it, I think he got the like a new surgery and got a, a new part placed, because that's what Pepper was telling him. Like, if you if you wanted to have kids, you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. I mean, you could, I'm sure you could still have kids. You know, that's just accoutrement. It's like having a necklace just burned into you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like that, I liked that suit much more than the Bleeding Edge armor. I think with, uh, with the, like, addition of Wakanda and all their technology, the Bleeding Edge armor makes sense now, but, like, I like the briefcase armor so much. It's so reminiscent of, like, 90s comics. <laughs> yeah, man, and one of the best sequences is not from this movie, but it's from the, uh, when we get to the, the first Avengers movie, Tony's talking to Loki. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> um, and he, the armor being taken off him—that that right there is one of my my favorite, like um, de armorization or armorization for Sony. Exactly, and I I love I love that scene because I do I like Whiplash. I know a lot of people don't like him. I genuinely like Whiplash. Um, and I think what like his character was different enough, um, while still being like you know reminiscent of kind of like an evil Tony. But he was different enough, he had just enough difference to armors and, and weapons that it wasn't boring to me. Yeah. You know. So how did you feel about the Mickey Rourke's portrayal of Whiplash? I liked him. I liked it. It was uh, it was like watching, um, who was, uh, who was like a weird 90s wrestler that had like the weird hair and everything, you know? Like, yeah. I still, I enjoyed it. It was a bit campy, but it's a comic book movie, you know? Like, it's gonna be campy. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of Mickey Rourke. I think that they could have come, like, a like a better character, like, a better person to play. They could have, definitely. Um, I I love him in, uh, in Guardians, but if, if Batista had played with Lash, I think it would have been so amazing. <laughs> yeah. But you know who also uh, 
when somebody was I remember I don't remember where I read this, but somebody did like a recast of the some of the, the MCU villains, and one of the ones that they did was for you know for Whiplash, and the person that they they recasted as Whiplash was the damn it man was the this crap 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 uh. Michael, the Bolter, the guy that played Bolter. Oh, Michael Keaton. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, I think that would actually be really cool to see that. Yeah, somebody did like a fantasy book, not booking, but casting for that. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. I would also, I'd love to see Danny DeVito (laughs) playing Whiplash. As Whiplash? Yes. (laughs) Just like a tiny Danny DeVito. I, I imagine it, he would look like uh, the the knight dude from uh, Always Sunny. Uh, uh. <laughs> the uh, the troll toll dude from Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been interesting. That would have been so funny. <laughs> that would oh, be great. <laughs> we, should, we should include that in our when we're doing our version of the MCU. Yes, <laughs> just Danny DeVito. Who do we call to get Danny DeVito? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Danny DeVito, Nathan Fillion's out here doing uh doing fan films for Uncharted. Like, hop on over. Let's do something, Nathan Fillion. This is a call out to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's doing Uncharted? He was doing uh he did a fan film for uh for an Uncharted fan film, and it was amazing. It's it's probably gonna be better than uh than the actual Uncharted movie. <laughs> Where where the where can I see it? It's on uh it's on YouTube. It's uh just like look up that Uncharted fan film Nathan Fillion and it'll pop right up. Oh, I gotta watch this man. Cause hey, the so last, good. <laughs> the last fan film that I saw was the the Power Ranger one. Yeah, that was. The good. Evil. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Dude, that thing was so dope. Oh man, I want to do something like that. That was uh. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, and they had some people that were A-listers at a, at one point as to play the the, the characters. Yeah, I, like I'm loving that that so many celebrities are down with doing just these weird fan films. Uh, so like Austin Creed, I know Superstar Shakeup is going on literally right now. Uh, and I get it. Uh, Up Up Down Downs, eighty percent of Up Up Down Downs roster is on Raw now. Uh, so get me and Braulio. Up, up, down, down. We'll do some great stuff. And uh, come on over. We're doing an MCU. You could be, uh, I don't know what. Who could Austin Creed be? <laughs> War Machine? Falcon? <laughs> uh, he could be... Um, I don't know, man. Let's make him Beast. Oh, that would be great. You heard it here, people, right now. Tweet it at Xavier Woods PhD. Uh, <laughs> come on the Ren Pod. Do some uh, do some fun MCU stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, you could be the perfect beast because beast is smart. You're smart. Exactly. Makes sense. You know, and uh, that'd be great. Uh, so, yeah. okay, so we know Michael Keaton as Whiplash. Who would you cast as as Whiplash? Because I'd cast Danny DeVito. Who would you cast? Billy Ray Cyrus. Really, Billy Ray Cyrus? Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm assuming you you listened to his latest song. <laughs> I did. It was okay. I did not listen to it. I haven't listened to it. I get that like everybody's coming back now. Jonas Brothers are back. <laughs> Miley put on the wig. 
Billy Ray's making music again. 2009's coming back. <laughs> I think they're all trying to get onto Disney Plus, man. Really? Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do. Like, appease the the nostalgia aspect. Get on Disney's good graces and be like, hey, we want to come back. Yeah, yeah that would that would be a, definitely a smarter thing. Because, I mean, that's how Raven got a, got a uh, reboot, you know, or a sequel or whatever. <laughs> Isn't she... Isn't it her daughter that's now going to have her powers? I think so. Or it's her son or something like that. I, I watched literally one episode when everyone was like, Raven's Home is coming out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I stopped watching. <laughs> Dude, the, the person that messed up badly was Orlando. Whatever his last name is. Yeah. Yeah, because you ain't get called back. <laughs> nope. After everything that he did, said, and that video that that he leaked yeah yeah he's not coming back to disney yeah he yeah. messed out on some big money yeah house and mouse owning all the stuff now you could have got that sweet Corey's money you know <laughs> yeah man so okay so yeah uh billy ray cyrus as whiplash actually he probably would do great and like us although can he do a russian accent <laughs> no but i want him to keep his natural voice i think that's what will make us so like like weird and good. Yeah, like a country, a country whiplash. Yeah, versus uh, a Cali Tony Stark. That'd be such a good contrast. That would be, yeah. Especially like Tony Stark's moved to New York by this point. Like he's a he's a California guy living in New York, and he's fighting. He's facing off in Monaco against some guy from what Nashville. Yeah, tell me that's not appealing. That's so appealing. I want that movie now. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, because that's just that's that's just uh that's a great film. That could be like a next Mission Impossible movie. Just him fighting a guy from Alabama. Oh man, what if now they mentioned Mission Impossible? What if um Tom Cruise would have played Tony? The MCU would be so different. I mean, he's two inches shorter. <laughs> yeah, but do you think the MCU would have been successful if they would have had him? I think it. I think it still would have been very successful. Um, I think it would be really different. I think every movie would probably have Tom Cruise in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how Tom Cruise think... roll. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they would have kept him as a, the, you know, the, the, like, the face of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, because he does, he tends to take over a lot of things, and, uh, whilst I like Tom Cruise, uh, don't come after me, um, but I, I, I think it's just, he's not very much a team player in franchises. You know? Yeah, and I think it would have been, like, instead of an MCU, it would have been a Tom Cruise CU. Yeah, kind of like a same thing with, like, the, the what was it? What was it going to be called? The Dark Universe? Or whatever Universal oh, was doing? <laughs> they squandered that so badly, man. Oof, that was, that was a rough one. That was a goodness. <laughs> what they should have done, they should have just kept the original Mummy movie and just linked stuff to it. Not try to recreate it. Exactly, and wasn't there like some nod to the original Mummy movie where they're like, "Oh, Brendan Fraser's corpse is right there." <laughs> I think there was, man, because I like I I was watching it. Um, not I didn't go to theaters, but I was watching it online. Yeah, it was it was so bad. It was not good. I didn't like it at all. I I love the original Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser. I love when Brendan Fraser was in like every movie. Georgia Jung was great. 
Journey to the Center of the Earth is great. Like, all those Brendan Fraser films are great. If they had brought Brendan Fraser back for The Mummy, I think we'd have a dark universe right now. <laughs> yeah. No, speaking of Brendan Fraser, he would have played a good Nova. Yes. Not, not Nova, Nova, but the the person that dies and gives his heart to Nova. I forgot his name. Yeah, he would definitely be a great. Like, oh man. Or just any get Brendan Fraser for Nova Corps. Like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, cuz he or he like if they would have if they would have done like a like, you know how Star-Lord, his personality, if they wanted to recast and bring somebody that could have been more of a Star-Lord kind of character to be his father, have Brendan Fraser play the father. Yeah. You, you'd rather Brendan Fraser than, uh, than who, who did play, uh, Kurt Russell? Yes. And have Kurt Russell do someone else. Oh, wow. That's, that's very, I think, uh, I definitely, I liked Kurt Russell as Ego. I think uh I think I'd love Brendan Fraser if they had done the uh, Spartax um storyline for for Star Lord where it's like he's the emperor of an entire planet of people or an entire galaxy or whatever I would have loved it, that to be Brendan Fraser that would be great oh that would have been so cool man yes or even like uh I love uh I love what's his name um as the Grandmaster but Brendan Fraser as the Grandmaster would be hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, see, I agree with you, but I would never replace Jeff Goldblum in that role. He did such an awesome job. Yeah, I love Goldblum. Like, I've been getting into his jazz music recently because he's great at that. Uh, <laughs> but like Brendan Fraser, anywhere in that movie, he would fit in so well. <laughs> I think that for um for Grandmaster, I think that they said that they told Jeff Goldblum to to improvise most of it. Yeah, I think they and were they just get, like, be yourself. The, <laughs> yeah, they gave him the lines, and they told them, you know, just kick, kick it up a notch. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's pretty much that as a person. <laughs> yeah. Which and Grandmaster, only one movie, and he became one of my favorite characters. Yeah, him Like, I want him to come back. Yeah. Oh, man, they should do, like, a like a movie, or, like, a, in the Disney Plus, just have a show uh, for the Grandmaster. I would love that. Somebody was pitching that on Twitter. They were like, Grandmaster and the Collector, since they're brothers, give them a show on Disney+. Plus." Yeah. Like, you think they're going to acknowledge that? That they're... Well, they're not brothers' brothers, but they're, that they're, um, you know, sort of the ancient beings. I hope they do. Because that, that adds so much to their relationship of why he's, like... You know, why, why Collector is so, like, wary of who knows about where his place is and all that type of stuff, that adds a completely different aspect to it. Because they both are kind of collectory people. <laughs> yeah, one collects... Well, they both collect people. I was going to say one collects items, but the collector, collector, he collects... Um, he had Howard the Duck. He had one of the elves from the Dark World. Yeah, and maybe uh, Beta Ray Bill's thing and Adam Warlock's cocoon. <laughs> Oh, wait, Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill, he was in the Collector's Treasure Trove. Well, not him himself, but, like, one of his people. Yeah, and, like, Adam Warlock's cocoon, I think, was in there. Was that? I, I remember everybody talking about that. <laughs> no, 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 uh, his cocoon was in, uh... In, uh, Guardians uh, 2, I know that. No, but the cocoon that they showed there, it was, wasn't it from the movie Slither? It might have been, yeah. I just know everybody was, like, freaking out about it, and I was, like, looking at it, I was like... Mm. Maybe, 
Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait till we get to that movie. Uh, when we talk about, I'll call him Adam. Oh, so great! Such a great film. Um, yeah. So speaking of recasts, uh, we we've talked about how you like, um, Terrence Howard so much. If it wasn't gonna be Don Cheadle, who would you have picked to be War Machine, to replace Terrence uh, Howard? That's a good question. I have not thought about recasting War Machine, but do we want to give him the the straight guy routine, or do we want to have like a more comedy guy? Let's do both. All right. So if we do more of a comedy role for War Machine, uh, Chris Tucker. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah that, but, that uh, kind of looks like Don Cheadle a little bit. It could work. <laughs> yeah, but more of a. Rush Hour Two, Chris Tucker. Yeah, when he, you know, was he, he to me that's when he was mostly at his prime. And, and great movie. <laughs> yeah, and if we want to do uh the straight man routine, then the perfect guy for to play War Machine would be um from this show uh from Game of Thrones, um uh Grey Worm. Oh, Rally Ritchie, uh, Jacob Anderson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he he does have that very stoic face. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, man. Tell me he wouldn't go be a good war machine. I mean, he's kind of on the skinny side, but he would have been a good, like a good fit. Yeah, yeah, and they could like beef him up a little bit. Like Sebastian stands super skinny. You see him walking around New York, you're like, that dude is skinny. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then he just beefs up the role. <laughs> I think if I see him on the street, I would like I would just think, oh, that's a random guy. Yeah, he's always wearing the same thing, though. Like, you know it's him whenever you see him. I see him every now and then uh, whenever he's in the city because I generally, like, I'm around, like, the neighborhood that he's in most of the time um, for, like, classes and work and stuff. So I see him every now and then. He's always wearing the same thing. And you're like, that dude's skinny. <laughs> you ever gone up to him? I have never gone up to him because I, like, I pride myself on never saying anything to anybody. Like, I'll look you in the eyes and be like, sup, and just keep walking. <laughs> so, which will be the one person that will get you starstruck? So. Uh, maybe, maybe Harrison Ford. That might be the only person in the world that I would, like, have to say something to if I saw him on the street. <laughs> mm, interesting. Because that's, like, the weird thing of, of living in New York City, is, like, you just run into, like, celebrities are just around. <laughs> I think it's the Avengers, man. The Avengers complex that everybody wants to be in New York. Exactly. Like, you know, everybody's just around. My granddad has had, like, run-ins uh, with, like, Antonio Banderas or whatever because he worked at the post office for so long. So he would just run into, like, celebrities and stuff on his, like, mail route. And I've just grown up in this, like, uh, household of, like, you just don't say anything. <laughs> you see him, you're like, hey, you just keep walking. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they appreciate that more than people coming up to them, because they're probably tired of that. Exactly. So I think, like, the only person that could probably, like, make me be like, oh, man, I gotta say something. It's probably, like, Harrison Ford. I would have to say hey. <laughs> For me, it'll probably be RDJ. Oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, man. It may be him, too. I do. I love Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Dude, his portrayal in, in Tropic Thunder, that's still one of my favorite things that he's ever done it's so funny yeah so it'd either be like harrison ford robert Downey jr or like maybe uh hugh jackman or or um what's his name deadpool uh 
Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. I was my brain was going Roosevelt for some reason. Uh, <laughs> one of those four, like I would probably have to definitely, if I ever saw them, be like, uh, hi, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. You know. Dude, but thinking about um, Tropic Thunder again, like, damn, he really, it does not look like it's RDJ. It really doesn't. I did not notice that it was him until, like, maybe 2011. <laughs> yeah, because not even because of, you know, the the makeup and everything, but, like, just everything, man. He's such a good actor. He is so amazing. I love him in, in so many things that he does. Like, Weird Science, he looks so different than he does when he's playing Tony Stark. Like, he looks so different when he was younger. Uh, in Chef, I love him in Chef. He's in there for, like, five minutes, and he, like, I love him in that movie. <laughs> he is? Yeah, he's in Chef for, like, five minutes. Really? Yeah, when, uh, when John Favreau goes to get the, the food truck, he gets it from RDJ. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I don't remember now. And it's so, he's just so funny in it, because he's just talking about, like, how he slept with John Favreau's wife. <laughs> just like, dude. Oh man, that they there's such a they have such good chemistry, them too. Yeah, yeah, they are they are an amazing team, and I am so excited to see with like what he does with the Mandalorian because John Favreau's rocking with that movie or that show now on Disney Plus. I hope they should have bring brought him back to do like another MCU movie. Uh, I think he's gonna be in Far From Home. No, 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 but to do the movie like the oh, I would like to see another John Favreau directed film, like. That would be great. Maybe to, like, if they do another Iron Man film, maybe to, like, lead it out and end it, you know, if they do the last one, have John Favreau do it. I was thinking more of, like, they do, if they ever decide to do, like, a Young Avengers and do, like, a Riri Williams Ooh. movie, that would be, like, such a good, like, full circle kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, kind of just lead it off into the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one was, uh, was this the one done by, no, Iron Man 3 was done by Shane Black, yeah? Yeah, this one still was, uh, Favreau. Yeah, and you can definitely tell, I miss, uh, before we get into who we think should, should recast as, uh, as Iron Man, um, in this movie, I love, did you ever see the, the cut opening to, uh, to Iron Man 2? The, I don't recall. Where it's like, he's, um... It's like they cut it because this movie got like this is right when they got bought by Disney or whatever, uh, and it, it it was when Tony was like massively hungover and he was supposed to jump out and land at the uh, at the uh, you know the show and everything that he lands at in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he's massively hungover in the plane, like he's vomiting into the toilet, and Pepper has to come and get him, and they're just arguing back and forth about it and he's like and she's like oh do you need some medication or like an advil he's like yeah give me an advil she's like i don't have any advil i have like uh you know i have cramp medication and he's like it's not my time in a month pepper <laughs> oh i have not seen that i gotta watch it up it is so funny it's like two minutes long and it is it's it doesn't fit with the mcu like post disney mcu which is definitely why they cut it because it's just him, like, yelling, and, like, clearly he's still, like, drunk, like, and hitting that hangover point where he's miserable. Like, so I see why they cut it, but it is the funniest thing of any opening that the MCU has ever had. Oh, I gotta look it up right now. Like, it's great. Uh, so for Iron Man 2, because we talked a little bit about who we have recast as Iron Man, 
in Iron Man 1. For this movie specifically, who would you have uh, recast if they had gotten rid of RDJ post-Disney purchase? Who would you have recasted in this? To play Tony. Let me see. the. Like, if, you were, if you were the head of Disney and you were like, we just bought Marvel, we got this RDJ guy who kicked it off, we need someone who's, like, Disney-friendly. Who would you rock with? I'm curious to see he or yours while I think of one, because I can't think of any. Um, I would probably have gone, uh, I would probably, on a personal note, I would have loved, like, Hugh Jackman or, 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 um, or even James McAvoy, like, pre-X-Men James McAvoy, because this is before, uh, First Class. Um, to have him kind of play that role a little bit. Um, or like a, or even like um, who's who's like a Hollywood guy, any any like one of those Hollywood guys, uh, that's like a Tom Cruise or something, um, but not I Jeremy per- Renner. <laughs> I got the perfect guy. Not that you mentioned um, that guy, but surprisingly, Ryan Reynolds. I was thinking Ryan Reynolds, but I I love him as Deadpool, and I was like I don't want to ruin that. And this was this was coming off of uh, X Men Origins, right? No, no, X-Men or- Origins was, like, one year after, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, this was, like, oh, oh, man, we could have saved him from X-Men Origins. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Or, wait, oh. was this post-Green Lantern or the same year as Green Lantern? This might have been the same year as Green Lantern. Wasn't Green Lantern the same year as Thor? So, yeah, so Green Lantern was a year later, too. Yeah. Oh, we could have saved both of those movies. Oh, man. <laughs> It's a these movies, man. They they it's a very interesting um, year for movies. Yeah, 2010 was crazy. <laughs> or uh, yeah, this is 2010. That was oh man, that was a crazy time. Yeah. Like or any one of those like a uh, weird uh, Dax Shepard maybe, although he kind of looks a bit more rugged than a than a Tony Stark would look. Yeah. What about um? Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, Liam Hemsworth. He definitely he looks like what you would expect a Tony Stark to look like. He looks like a like a Playboy kind of rich guy. Yeah, all he needs is the the goatee. Exactly. All he needs is the goatee. Uh, he could he could even play Batman. A young Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and if they ever do like a Batman Beyond, he'll be the perfect cast. Yes, as Terry McGinnis, perfect. Because isn't um. Oh my god, who is it that's playing um, the older Batman in the new movie? Uh, ben Affleck's out. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be the guy from Game of Thrones, Jorah Morgan. Really? Jorah? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. he's the new Batman. Oh, man. Have you ever heard, uh, do you do you know of Andrew Schultz? I uh, can't put a name to a face. Um, he's a comedian. Um... He he's on Brilliant Idiots, uh, and he does a podcast. Uh, he does Flagrant Two as well. Flagrant, uh, I think it's Flagrant Two, yeah. And they ha- he has a podcast called Wester Bros, uh, where it's just a bunch of like jockey guys who talk uh, who talk nerd stuff. Like they're like we talk Game of Thrones and, and all the all the movies and stuff. And they're just a bunch of jocks, <laughs> and they have the mo- like they have the hottest takes on Jorah Mormont. Like they constantly riff on him. <laughs> Khaleesi, please. Is, oh, man. That is the deepest friend zone I've ever seen in my life. 
He's not even King Frenzel, man. He's the he's the the Night King of the Frenzel. Yeah, like oh man, that is rough. <laughs> you traveled around the world for this girl and just done. You're done. <laughs> Dude, you 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 healed the disease. Oh. And just to come find the the girl that you love with another guy already. I would have let it take me, honestly. I would have just been like, grayscale me, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, just, I'll clap myself, man. Exactly, I'm out. I'm done. Like, oh no. All the stuff I've done, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, like that, yeah, Liam Hemsworth, definitely. Jeremy Guinness. Jorah Mormont could look like, yeah, he, he looks a bit like an older, older Batman. Or like a Mark Hamill. Yeah. yeah. But I think for what what's the movie that they're doing? I think they're doing, there's not bat it's not Batman Beyond that they're doing. It's like Damn it's man. Nightwing or something? It might be. Like yeah, something like that. Or uh or like they're doing some type of I know they're doing the uh Harley Quinn Birds of Prey thing. Which just finished filming. Um At first I thought they were they were doing it for the Titan show. I would I don't think I don't think uh I don't. I don't know if they'd put Terry McGinnis in in the Titan show, because they've got all the Robins in there now, right? <laughs> Do they? I think so. I know they have. Was is it was it Dick or Jason that was a uh, that was in that show? Because Dick is the one that becomes Nightwing, right? Yeah, and Jason becomes Red Hood. Yeah. Because then... Superboy Prime punches the universe. <laughs> Wait, is the Super Bowl? Ah, oh, you're right. Comic books are so stupid. <laughs> Dude, what about Superman Prime 1000? Oh no, my no, no. gosh. Was it? That's his name, right? The yeah. the one that's kind of. Oh my god. <laughs> that could be one of the most OP characters ever. They're so great. I love comic books so much. <laughs> Have you seen the Superman Prime 1000 versus Master in- Ma- Ultra Instinct Goku versus uh, Shaggy or something? Was no, versus um, Rune King Thor. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. It's, that's the type of stuff that makes me love the internet. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think will win that fight? Uh, I mean, Superman Prime 1000. Like can he can literally hold infinity in his hands, so I gotta root with him. <laughs> I don't know, man. The Dragon Ball power scales might be higher. That is so, true. Comic book scales. Goku's like a god now. <laughs> oh, he's above a god. He's yeah. at angelic levels at this point. Yeah, but we can both agree that Thor definitely loses. <laughs> oh yeah. Thor takes that L. Uh... <laughs> yeah, cause Wu King Thor, he all he has the power of the Odin Force, right? Yeah, that's all he's got. That ain't that ain't enough. <laughs> yeah, but my thing is, like, going back to the whole MCU, like, they hinted at the Odin Force, but they never actually, like, full go went full-blown into it, right? No, they never do. And I, I always want them to go... That's why I love Ragnarok more than any other Thor film, besides it being just a superior film. Uh... It just, it leans in heavily into that like both comic book and Norse mythology, and I like that. <laughs> yeah. Because what's the point of having yeah. Thor if you don't do it? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh. So. Oh man. What what movie are they doing? Because they're doing the they're doing Suicide Squad 
too. They're doing Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker. Uh, they're doing that Harley Quinn Birds of Prey thing. And I mm-hmm. guess I guess they're doing another Batman. Yeah, they're doing another Batman. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm kind of disappointed that they're not doing the the Leto Joker film. Really? Yeah, because after rewatching Suicide Squad and seeing his the 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 director's cut, the one that actually has the scenes of um Leto. Yeah. It's he. He had a very interesting take on the character, man, and it, it wouldn't be something bad to watch. It was different. I can, I legitimately can never watch that film again. I've seen it twice now. I feel like if I see it a third time, I'll die. Uh, <laughs> but I, I did find his character interesting at the very least. Did you watch the the director's cut? Yes, that was the second time I saw it. Was to see the okay. director's cut because I've seen the director's cut of all the trash ones. Batman v Superman. I've seen the Ultimate Edition. Oh God! Uh. That one added nothing, man. That one added nothing. It added an extra thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, but of like minor character banter, and but it it was it made a bad movie worse. I I like that movie for the jar of pee thing because that's how I rate movies generally now. I'm like, is it uh is it Guardians two or is it a jar of piss? Like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah, because that movie. But other than that, that movie adds nothing to anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, before we get out of here, um, let's talk our weekly pickups as pre. Oh wait, no, our predictions before uh Endgame and the the reasoning why I'm not stressing as much about about the leak because they did admit that they filmed fake scenes. And they filmed fake endings to this movie. <laughs> so maybe that's right. from that. <laughs> but did you one of the I think one of the reasons was because they um the Disney side of the of Marvel, they wanted to see like if Captain Mar if Captain Marvel underperformed or didn't perform as well as they had hoped, they were gonna release one of those endings which she or one of those versions of the film which she wasn't like such a prevalent character. Yeah, probably. Definitely, because I, I I get it. I get why. As much as people do uh say that they're like it's very influential, and it is massively influential. Um, to have like you know we have Wonder Woman, and now we have Captain Marvel. Something for young women to look up to and be like, I can do that. I can be a hero too. It's massively influential. But I see from a business standpoint why they were cautious, because Catwoman came out. Everyone likes to forget that that movie existed. But it existed, <laughs> and it wasn't good. <laughs> you know, it, that movie was that movie was great if you compare it to Electra. Exactly, I was about to say Electra came out too. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we've and... done this twice, and both movies weren't good. So I can see, like, from a business standpoint, why they're like cautious about it. You know? Yeah. Like, you know what's one. Like, one um, franchise that I hope they once they start implementing the the X Men characters, I hope they do a Storm movie. Yes, and I want Halle Berry back. <laughs> I don't because I want them to do the like a love triangle between the Black Panther, a Storm, and Akia. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Who are you casting you know, a Storm though? As Storm, I'm casting. Ah, oh, man, what's 
if um Zoe Zeldana wasn't cast already as Gamora, I would have said she would have made a good character, or she would have been a like a good addition as that character. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> but let's say if we wanna, it's gonna sound so meta, but Rihanna, man. Rihanna. Yeah. Interesting. Why? Why does that sound meta? Why is that meta? Because she's already like a very established person that's not known necessarily for, you know, like good acting or whatever. But it will be meta because she's, like, you look at her, you see Rihanna. Like, it will be hard to suspend this belief in this case. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed her voice acting. She's actually very good with voice acting. Home was a was a pretty good movie. Um, but yeah, I th- I don't think you'd be able to to suspend your disbelief of like. That's Rihanna up there. <laughs> yeah, and she even said that she that was her that's one of her favorite characters. So I think it'll be so dope to see her play as um Storm. Yeah, that would be pretty that'd be pretty lit. Uh I, Who would you cast? See, the first thing that popped in my head was Beyonce. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I'm not even the biggest fan of Beyonce. Uh like I think I think she's great. Uh, I'm not like the I'm not a massive fan of her, uh, but I think she's great. Uh, but oh man, who? Oh goodness, who would be a good? Um, maybe uh the young lady who played uh the mummy in the mummy. Maybe her. Mm. Like, her her. Uh, and was in um, and she was in Atomic Blonde as well. Can't put a see because when I'm thinking of her face now, I'm thinking about the mummy makeup and the triple eyelids. So yeah, or, <laughs> I can't really remember what she looks like. It's pretty much that, but without three eyelids. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she, she's she's gorgeous. Uh, but you know, she kind of has that look. Um, to where it's like, okay, I can see it a little bit. You know who I would cast? Like, if I want to go... No. No, never mind. Because I was going to say the... Uh, the... You remember Rush Hour 3? Yes. Uh, Xiao Xin. The girl that played her. Oh. Her. Okay. Alright, I thought you were going to say Chris Tucker for a second. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be a good Storm too, I think. Yeah, Chris Tucker in a wig, or Terry Crews in a wig. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, or you know who? But this will be, like, very, like, time stone is kind of a real thing, so let's go back in time and get her. Hillary from The Fresh Prince. Oh, now that's nice. Yeah, I'm on board yeah. with that. Or uh, what's her name from Boy Meets World? <laughs> who? Uh, The best friend. What's her name, Angela? Uh, From Boy Meets World? <laughs> I'm only thinking of Topanga, man. She is... Oh, yeah, Danielle Fischel. Mm. That was... Oh, man. Childhood crush right there. Oof. Um... Or or if you want to go, like... Have you ever seen the movie um, Not Another Teen Movie with uh, Chris Evans? Yes. Yes, I have. All right. So let's say we want to go, you know, full-on different origins for Storm. She's not from Africa. She's, let's say, from Greenland or something. Okay. So we cast the girl, the the lead character from that movie, from not another teen movie. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
You could you could throw and even uh was I think there is a uh like a like a storm like character from kind of Greenland or Norway or something like that. We could throw her in there. Just be like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> People don't unless you're like a comic book sweat, you don't know the, the story between Black Panther and Storm, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah. You think they'll do that though? Like like uh let's say for Storm that they'll do what they did with like the post like ancient one that they just uh race swapped the person? I, I don't think they do it for Storm because people would lose their minds. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, that would be I think that'd be the kind of the the last straw because they people were kind of mad when they uh when they did it with the ancient one. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I'm call me part of the minority, but I feel like the the ancient one that they had was the perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. She had she had a weird look to her. <laughs> yeah. He, she, I don't know, like, um, I'll be honest with you, pre-Doctor uh, Strange movie, I wasn't too keen on the ancient one. Yeah. So, after the movie came out, I did, you know, started reading those comics, and I saw the, that it was, he's Korean, I believe, right? Or from Tibet. The uh, ancient I one, the original. I think the original, original one was from Tibet, and then they kind of, like, made him Korean, or something like that. Yeah. So the fact that they cast I forgot her name, I'm sorry I think it's to the Gwendolyn Christie, I think. See you said Gwendolyn, the first thing that popped in my head was um uh Brianna Tarth. I think that is Brianna Tarth, isn't it? <laughs> no, man. She would have been like twenty feet taller than Doctor Strange. <laughs> now I have to look this up. Now I have to know. <laughs> what is the ancient cause Ben the Benedict Cumberbatch, he's not a tall guy. I think he's like five eight or something. Uh, I think isn't he like six one or something like that? I thought he was short. Uh, Tilda Swindon, Tilda Swindon. Goodness. Oh, we're we're way off. Yeah. <laughs> like oh goodness. Uh, I don't know. I just like I like uh, I like Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> I want her in everything. Did you see the the? The premiere that they had in New York for the for Game of Thrones, and she was wearing that dress. She looked gorgeous, man. Yes, yeah. I stumbled upon that when they were in New York. I was literally, I was on my workout. Uh, just I was walking across Manhattan. That was my workout for that day. Was I started downtown and I walked all the way uptown, and I stumbled upon the premiere. <laughs> Did you see any other actors? Yeah, like I didn't even, I wasn't even meaning to be there. Like I was just happened to be walking through Midtown. And I was like, what? Is, I was like, what's going on here? I had no idea what was happening. And then I like was next to like one of the HBO production people, and then I saw like Jacob Anderson walking around, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I I had a I have a friend that he planned his whole day to try to go to the premiere, and he ended up getting sick the day before and not going. It, I just I kept walking. I just stumbled upon it. I was like, I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> it would have been cool if you would have seen um, Kit Harrington. Yeah, that would've been pretty lit. Like that would've been great. <laughs> See, that's one also another person that I hope somehow ends ends up um makes his way to the MCU. Kit Harrington? Yeah. Who would you cast Kit Harrington as? Kit Harrington Wow, I can't speak. Harrington will make uh a good uh damn man, um what's his name? Such an iconic character, though the Herald of Galactus. Oh, uh, Silver Surfer. Yes, thank you. Yeah, 
Second you said Herald of Galactus, I was like, oh, Norman Rad, Zoom Surf. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I, clearly he'll be, like, you know, silvered out, but I feel like his voice will be perfect for the Silver Surfer. Yeah, definitely. Would you Would you let him go bald, though? I mean, well, we've never seen him bald. <laughs> no, 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 but you know that he will be mostly CGI to be all silver and stuff, so it's not like they would necessarily have to bald him, and he'll look mostly silver. Yeah. But I just want the voice, man. That's all I want, the voice. That is true, yeah. But, I, I mean, you know, as far as, like, face, you know, some people, they just don't have a good bald head, you know? Like, some people's got a weird-shaped head. Yeah, true. Like, but I think, I, I mean, Silver Surfer with, like, silver hair might might still look cool. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Embrace his dark hair, dudes. Exactly, you know? Uh, so, yeah, before we get out of here, Let's hit that uh the weekly pickups. That oh wait no we're still we still haven't done our predictions. No we just started <laughs> rambling about this. We've we've gone so far. We still didn't do the predictions. So uh so what's Dude, your I think this is the the review that we've talked about almost everything else. <laughs> exactly we've talked everything else. Uh because Iron Man two we've talked about Iron Man so I was like let's talk about Whiplash let's talk about War Machine let's talk about some other people and Iron Man three we definitely will get into like Mandarin and stuff like that. Because we talked about Iron Man already, you know? Yeah. But oh, well, you know, the one one character that we didn't touch much about was um, Black Widow. That's true. This is our first, uh, our first introduction to Black Widow. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, taking, cons- uh, like, real life out of it, uh, she was so much younger there. Like, uh, she was, what, I think, like, only a few years, not a f- like a few years in S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yeah. Yeah, Natalie Rushman was the the code name or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And my goodness, Scarlett Johansson with that red hair was whoo, that was fire. <laughs> yeah, man. And her character has evolved so much, man, from being just a generic agent of Shield to pl- having to play the sexy secretary to being, you know, this assassin. I mean, she's always been an assassin, but now to being this crazy, like, you know, a a lister of the Avengers. Exactly, yeah, to be up there and be, like, taken more seriously than Hawkeye. Because Hawkeye takes, you know, he takes the crap every single day. But, like, yeah. she's taken seriously because she she's awesome. She's epic, you know? Yeah, and then if I don't know if you ever seen that interview uh, that uh, People, Ma- People Magazine did for the relationship of, you know, Chris Evans and Joe Scarlett Johansson, like, their real-life relationship. Like, because they've been BFFs since, like, forever. She was actually the person that convinced Chris Evans to to you know to come and interview for the MCU. Yeah, cause they, they yeah they've they've been great friends for so long, and they're amazing in every movie they do together. And whenever I see the yeah. two of them in something together, I'm so excited. Uh. Yeah, man, and they did the they she did an interview that she said that you know that she just wanted to do the Scarlet not Scarlet which um Black Widow because she felt that it was you know. It would have been a great change of pace in the type of movies that she was doing, cause, and she she stood the test of time. She's yeah. a good actress, and Black yeah. Widow is a. I don't see like you. I look at her, and I don't see her like as you know this is the 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 weak link of the the Avengers. She's a full on member of the Avengers to me. Exactly, cause weak link. As much as I I am a Hawkeye apologist, but he is the weak link. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I love Hawkeye, though. 
Yeah, that's why when we got to predictions, I, that's when uh, he's actually the topic of my predictions for this week. Perfect. Let's jump right into it. Perfect segue. Oh, great. So my prediction for Endgame is that Ronin is going to end up, end up playing a bigger role than everybody thinks. Like, everybody's swearing that um, Captain America is going to be the um, the person to, you know, to make the big sacrifice. Yeah. But I'm really thinking that it's going to end up being uh, Ronin. Wow. And that would that would be a tearjerker. Because, like, especially if his family comes back and he's dead. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that would wreck me. <laughs> yeah. And the reason that I have this theory, man, is because the fact that they're doing a Hawkeye show. It means that they're probably going to set up Hawkeye to be, you know, because he does have his fanfare and he does have, you know, his diehards. But I feel like if they make Hawkeye be the person to make the big sacrifice, it's going to make a lot of the MCU fans think, okay, you know, maybe we we were sleeping on Hawkeye, but he's actually an important character. And I want to show my support to, to Hawkeye by, you know, watching his show when it launches. Yeah, because he definitely has some of the best uh, scenes in in the Avengers films, you know. In Age of Ultron, of course, he, uh, you know, he pumps Wanda up, and that's one of the best scenes of that film. In Avengers, he gets that sweet like no look shot on a Chitari, and like on Loki and stuff. Like you know, he has he has some of the best scenes in the films. It's just he's so underrated. <laughs> yeah, man, and they under underplay the characters so much, but you know, it's. He did bring up a good point when he said, um, no, not him. Uh, the, there was a theory a while back when Infinity War was out that every Avengers film that Hawkeye has been in, they won. And what happened in Infinity War? He wasn't there. They lost. That is true. That is true. Hawkeye missing Link. Yeah, man. And I don't know if you've seen the animated series when Hawkeye went up against Thanos. Thanos with the six stones on the glove. Yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye is, he's torqued. <laughs> yeah, man, because he was shooting the arrows right before Thanos was using the the space stone to teleport behind him. He was able to stop him. I mean, it was Thor that, that knocked him down, but still, Hawkeye was holding his own. Yeah, 100%. Like, and they they built up his family, too, so much that, like, if he doesn't die at this point, we're all gonna be like, what? What was the point of this? <laughs> yeah, and was isn't it the 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 girl from Thirteen Reasons Why she was cast as his daughter? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, for the yeah for the Disney Plus show. Yeah, like that's oh, that's gonna be so lit. Like, okay, yeah. how many how many points are you putting on this uh, prediction? How many points I have? I think I have only put one sixty, so I'm putting. 200 points on this. Ooh, you're going to put 200 points on this. All right. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to put 200 points on mine, too. I know it's probably not going to happen, but I, I I really, I'm confident in this. <laughs> uh, Lay it on me, man. Lay it on me. You've been seeing the memes around, right? The Avengers Endgame memes, right? Uh, Yes. With the with the Ant-Man stuff. Uh, uh With the, yeah, with the suppository. Yes. Uh, I don't think he's going to suppository, but I will predict that Ant-Man is definitely going to go inside Thanos, whether it be like an ear or like a, like down his mouth or up his nose. And I don't think he's going to grow. I think that's where the difference is. I don't think he's going to grow, but I think he'll definitely be inside 
of Thanos at some point, and maybe they'll make a booger joke about it. I can see that. That sounds very Disney. Yeah, and I'm willing to put 200 points on this. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're getting so close to the to the movie, man. Uh, I can't wait to see these these theories come to fruition. Is I'm I'm definitely gonna have to make like a, a compilation of all our predictions. <laughs> We definitely have to when when Infinity when Infinity War when Endgame comes out, man. We have to do like a we have to do two podcasts that week. We have to do the immediate reactions and the post yeah, heartbreak the or, review. Yeah, <laughs> the tear filled review <laughs> which we listen to two grown men cry. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys, we better prepare yourselves because I feel like this movie's gonna be a tearjerker. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, finally, this is the third time I've said it. Before we get out of here, <laughs> let's do our weekly pickups. Uh, what are you picking up or continuing this week, Ralio? So, this week, I had it right in front of me. I am picking up the FL Studio Bible. Oh, you getting into some DJing? Uh, well, I used to make beats before. And, nice. um... I used to be heavy into them, and at some point in my life, I just stopped. So I had this Bible, which is the, you could say, like a, a game shark for FL Studios. Yeah. And I know that the, the software has changed massively since uh, this book is dated 2012. It has changed dramatically. And I just want to pick up to see what it was like then to what it's like now. It's over 600 pages oh, of not just images, but like, you know, text, uh, interviews from famous artists, uh, developers. And it's a really fun read. That's nice. If you, uh, if you got any ideas for beats for like a sweet theme song for the show, because I've been writing some lyrics for a sweet theme song for the show. Uh <laughs> We're gonna drop oh, some we gotta, let's do it. <laughs> let's talk offline. Let's give the, the audience a little little teaser of something that might come because I got some beats that I have that would be perfect. Awesome. Perfect. That's a little teaser for you people. Uh, and for me, um, I'm picking up uh, The Cimmerillion. I'm finally going to finish it, uh, which is the um, it's a side book of the Lord of the Rings universe. And I'm continuing what we do in the shadows, and I'm continuing uh, Wisdom Cavalier, and I might get into uh, Bless This Mess. That's supposed to premiere tonight. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know. So, have you had a chance to check out uh, what we do in the shadows yet? No, not yet. But it's definitely on my to-do list. Ah, oh, sweet. I'm just, I'm trying to finish uh, because I started playing Final Fantasy 14 online, and do it. I've been. It's one of these games that kind of like sucks you in, and that's why I stopped before because I like, I got too sucked in, man, and I'm getting to that level again. Respect. I, I felt that way about like a uh, Spider-Man PS4. I just swing around sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and that I just realized that bit. I was trying. To, I just realized that I was trying to convince you to play with me the other day. So this game is great, man. You should really play. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you uh, have you checked? Speaking of the other day, have you checked out uh, that Doctor Strange movie? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my god. But we should we have to do a uh, uh, episode reviewing this movie, man. For oh, just yeah. the old school Marvel movies. 
Oh yeah, we have to. Cause oh my gosh, that movie is a thing. <laughs> Dude, let's. Oh man. Yeah, but all I can say for that movie, cause I know that we almost gotta get out of here. But that movie is in freaking incredible, man. You have to watch it. If you have not seen that movie, you will not regret it. You might wanna <laughs> pluck your eyes out, but you will not regret it. Exactly. So, uh, so if you haven't oh seen God. that movie, watch it and then let us know what you think of it. Let Braulio know at his uh his plugs. What are your plugs, Braulio? Hit him with it. So Instagram and Twitter uh, is Braulio Lobo Show. I will be back on both those platforms after Endgame. I do not want to be spoiled, so I am staying off social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll still be on Instagram and Twitter, but. I'm I'm not I swear you send me some spoilers we're gonna fight uh on the internet um <laughs> at Morgan L Brooks on Twitter at Morgan L underscore Brooks on the Instagrams uh Braulio Lobo show on the YouTube for Braulio uh Morgan Brooks on the YouTube for me um and you can check out the the show's insta uh, not Instagram Twitter at Renpod Network. Uh, and then you can send us topics, you can tell us what you think of the show and all that type of stuff, either uh, in the comments on YouTube, uh, you can email it to us at rempodnetwork at gmail.com, or you can leave us a sweet review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a sweet five-star review because it matters. It matters to us, doesn't it, Braulio? It matters, people. Come on. Do it, do it, do it for us. Is that do it for us. Do it for the community. Do it because you love us uh, and because you want to see us grow and be able to do more awesome stuff for you uh, that we can all love together. Uh, <laughs> and to quote, our great, to quote our great man that once said, whatever it takes. Exactly. Whatever it takes. So leave a review, leave a comment, leave a thumbs up, join up, uh, and don't forget to be epic. Braulio, do you have a catchphrase for the show yet? <laughs> uh, boom chicka wow wow? I don't know. <laughs> boom chicka wow wow, people. You heard it here. Uh, stay epic, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. The custom of bumping glasses with the cheers came from Old Rome. When in Rome, cheers! A pork crown roast with cranberry stuffing deserves a ripe, fruit-forward Cabernet from Paso Robles. Let me help you find the perfect bottle. Looking for the right wine for a meaningful gift? Consider me your wine concierge. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. The custom of bumping glasses with the cheers came from Old Rome. When in Rome, cheers! A pork crown roast with cranberry stuffing deserves a ripe, fruit-forward Cabernet from Paso Robles. Let me help you find the perfect bottle. Looking for the right wine for a meaningful gift? Consider me your wine concierge. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you. This holiday, now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! <laughs>